Uh, I would like you to take your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew 28, and I would like to read for us verses 16 down to verse 20. In the chair Bible in front of you, it's page 993, and please feel free to take that chair Bible. It's the same version that I'll be reading from, the English Standard Version, and you can follow along. Thank you very much. And here's what God's Word says to us from the lips of the Apostle Matthew and and then the words of Jesus. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. For about two years now, I have wanted to preach this message at a baptism service. We have been rained out three times, and last week we were snowed out. I think Satan is very much opposed to this message. (laughs) And as we look at our Lord's words to us this morning, there are three questions that emerge from what Jesus says. And so for a few moments today, uh, I would like to seek to answer those questions as we think about this issue of baptism. Now, the first question is, why is baptism important? And you know that in his ministry, Jesus gave a great commandment as well as the great commission, which I've just read. Uh, The great commandment is found in Matthew 22, 34 to 40 where Jesus says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. This is the first and foremost commandment, said Jesus. And as there is no greater commandment than the commandment to love, So what we've read here this morning, there is no greater commission that Jesus has given to us. Uh, This is why uh, the central focus of our church mission statement is becoming Christ followers. Becoming Christ followers. Because it is our marching orders as a church. It is the central priority of what Jesus has called us to do. Now, there's one command in the Great Commission. It is to make disciples who we understand as being followers of Jesus. And then there are three actions that lead to that. Go, baptize, and teach. Uh, Forty years ago was the very first time I heard this explained. I was a student in Chicago, and the famed pastor, W.A. Criswell, from First Baptist of Dallas who pastored there for over 50 years, came and preached in our school. And he was the first one I ever heard explain this great commission. He said, go, baptize, and teach our participles, modifying the main verb. 
make disciples, he said, is what we are to do. Go, baptize, and teach is how we are to do it. Uh, We've been teaching here in our church a discipleship course entitled The First Principles. In the very first book, in the second lesson, there's an excellent explanation of this. Let me read for you from the pastor and author, Jeff Reed. Listen to what he says. To become a disciple of Jesus Christ means first to believe in the person and work of Jesus Christ, the gospel. To be publicly baptized, identifying with Jesus and his message, and joining the community of faith. And finally, to receive the teachings which Jesus taught the disciples. The interesting thing that I find about this, baptism is so important. Jesus made it the second step in the Great Commission. Think about this. It even comes before teaching. Now, it is not more important than teaching, but it is so important, our Lord commanded that it should be done very early in one's Christian experience. Let me ask some questions of you this morning. Is going important? Is teaching important? Is baptizing important? Yes, obviously. Second question here that comes from Jesus' words. What is the meaning of baptism? Now, uh, you notice this morning that I pulled out my police badge that I wore two years ago. You can't believe the hard work it took me to find this. I finally found it at Goodwill. (laughs) They had won. And you may remember um, that at that time when I wore it a couple years ago, uh, it was a reminder to us to pray for Jeff Marker, Officer Jeff Marker, who was in Cleveland at the Republican National Convention where there was a very big concern about violence. And he and many other officers from around the Midwest were there just in case of violence to break out. Now, it's interesting, if you look up the word badge in the Oxford Dictionary, you will find this is what it means. A badge is typically worn to identify a person. In fact, the verb form of badge means to mark with a badge. And what do detectives do when they want to identify themselves? They pull out that badge. Now, Jesus knew the power of symbols, didn't he? He understood the power of symbols to convey and teach truth, and he gave us a very powerful badge as Christians. He said, we are to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is the badge that we belong to the triune God. Think about this. Of all the people in the world, only Christians are identified as being united with the triune God. When we believe the Father adopts us into his family, the Son becomes our Savior and washes us clean of our sins. The Holy Spirit indwells us, transforming us with new life. We belong. 
we belong. But I want you to notice that there's more here. Baptism is done by other believers to us. Jesus said, baptizing them. We don't baptize ourselves, do we? This is not an individual thing. We are baptized by other Christians. So baptism is a badge that we belong to a new community. We now belong not only to the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but we belong to the body of Christ. We're not only claimed by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and have committed ourselves to them, but we are now united to the body of Christ and committing ourselves to the local church. All of us know that when an officer shows you his or her badge, they're not the only police in town, are they? No. They belong to a department. Uh, they serve the community, in our case, uh, Marquette County, with other officers. And they are accountable to each other, and they are accountable to their leaders. I had never done this before, but uh, a couple of years ago, as I was preparing for this, I discovered that the police have an oath of law enforcement honor. And I had never read that oath that they take. Uh, many of our officers who are even here in our service today, if I could call on you and say, could you give us the oath, you could stand up and you could give us this oath that you took. Let me read it for us today. Here's what a police officer does when he says, I'm not only going to serve the community, but I'm going to serve my department I'm going to serve my other fellow officers. Here's what they say. On my honor, I will never betray my badge, my integrity, my character, or the public trust. I will always have the courage to hold myself and others accountable for our actions. I will always uphold the Constitution, my community, and the agency I serve. And the officer's badge symbolizes that commitment to the department and to the community. Well, I was Officer Jeff Marker and many others in Cleveland two years ago. It's because the badge that they carry symbolizes their commitment to us. And what Jesus is saying to us is that baptism is like that badge. It says that we belong to a body, and we are committed to that body for the good of the people in that body. Well, that leads us to this third question. What is the reason for baptism? And it's very clear here that it's what Jesus wants, isn't it? It's clear that it's what he wants. We do it in obedience to him. He commanded us, he said, baptizing them. Uh, Pastor Ron Leiby, who is in Gwyn, likes to refer to this as obedience baptism. And I really like that. We often refer to baptism as believer's baptism because it should be done only with people 
who have placed their trust and their faith in Jesus Christ. It should be for believers. But obedience baptism is another excellent way to describe this because we're obeying Jesus. Um, J.I. Packer, the great theologian, wrote a book entitled Growing in Christ. And I want you to listen to what he had to say about baptism. He said, For baptism is among Jesus' commands. He sent his followers to disciple all nations, baptizing them in the triune name. So a church that did not require baptism and an unbaptized Christian who did not ask for it would be something of a contradiction in terms. The root reason for the practice of baptizing is to please Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the reason for it. Many years ago in my first church, there were a group of three children who were raised by a loving grandmother in our church. She adopted them. They were born into very difficult circumstances, and the life that would have been in front of them was a very difficult life. But Hazel Turns in our church loved those children, and in an advanced age herself, with not always the greatest help, she adopted those three and brought them into her family. And what a wonderful change God made in their lives through her. The oldest of the three was Lewis, a boy. And as a teenager, he decided to get baptized. And like we do here, we asked him the question, Lewis, why are you getting baptized? This is what Lewis said. He said, Jesus got baptized. I figured if he did, then I should too. I said, Lewis, that's about the best answer I've ever heard to that question. And that's why baptism should always follow salvation, not precede it. Because obedience follows faith, doesn't it? We believe, and then we obey. That's the order in which Jesus clearly gives it. You make disciples, that is, you go and you witness to them, they believe, then you baptize. At the end of this service, we're going to sing a great song that I love to sing every baptism time if we have the opportunity. Trust and, what's the next word? Trust and obey. That's the order. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. See, we're following in the way of Jesus as he has commanded us to. Let's take a moment, shall we, and bow our heads together. And let's thank the Lord for His call on our lives. Let's thank the Lord for those who will be responding before us today. And let's pray for others who are thinking about baptism, whom the Lord is speaking to, that perhaps following this day they will say, I also want to do what Jesus is 
asking me to do. Lord Jesus, thank you that you have one great commission. And it's quite simple, really. You want us as Christians and as a church to be about the business of helping people become Christ followers. And to do that, we, we need to go where they are, share the good news. When they trust Christ and their lives are changed, then we need to baptize them, identifying them with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and with the local church that they are now belonging to. And then we need to teach them all that Jesus commanded us so that we can be Christians, little Christs in this world that is so lost and needs to know the Savior. Thank you today for calling us to yourself. Thank you for saving us, for sending your Spirit within us to enable us to live a life we could never do on our own. And thank you for making your word clear so that we know what it is you want us to do to glorify you. Thank you for these ones who are responding to your word and testifying to their salvation today. And Lord, um, speak to the hearts of others. We know that baptism is not a saving ordinance. It doesn't make us Christians. It reveals. It's that badge that reveals that we are Christians. And so for those who need to take that step, may they say, I, I want the world to know. I want my family to know. I, I want people in my community to know. And I want people in my church to know that I'm a follower of Jesus. I've trusted him. So continue to bless now in the rest of this service. Thank you. We give you all the praise and the honor in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.